0: all right so good afternoon everyone once again welcome to another episode for our podcast series entitled the <laughs> it's been a long time i forgot the title of my podcast series it's i'm sorry for that uh it's entitled the global village in our smartphone so it's been like three weeks or two weeks since i haven't up, uh, uploaded anything in the podcast it's because uh, during the previous weeks it's it's more of an examination week and earlier we were celebrating all souls day and all saints day in the country so that is somewhat a cultural holiday it's not officially a holiday but people still observe it nonetheless so right now it's already november the third and we are now back to our normal a schedule of events and that means we are going back to making weekly podcasts once again and we are now at another special podcast episode so it's actually not any more special because we've been doing these types of episodes since every week uh every week now recently so i will be i will be uh no it's not going to be me who's going to talk about the topic today but i will be joined by to uh, four of my students, where and they will be discussing about McDonaldization thesis, or the, or the thesis of George Richer, which talks about how soft power or or cultural heterogen homogenization rather is is given strength or catalyzed or or, is, uh, a, or using McDo- the concept of McDonald's as a catalyst spread cultural homogenization. So, without further ado, let me welcome you our speakers for this afternoon. So, take it away, girls.
1: Okay, so what's up everyone? Are you all enjoying your holidays?
2: Of course.
1: Of course. Yeah, yeah I'm enjoying mine. <laughs> That's great to hear. Okay, sir, so how about you, sir? How was your holiday?
0: the usual checking papers reading your answers mm-hmm. okay, that, yeah. okay. <laughs> that's, that's normal. Good.
1: Yeah. okay that's good to hear sir okay so today is we are going to discuss um what um uh our professor introduced a while ago we will talk about um an interesting topic which is based on the title this is a podcast about McDonald's. so without further ado let's start with our first speaker
0: justin uh before we before we start uh, i would just like to to give the audience a disclaimer that this is not sponsored by mcdonald's or anything and we are not using this as a sort of advertisement but rather this this is an academic discussion so just to avoid being sued in the future like we're not we're not degrading mcdonald's we're just simply talking about the concept that revolves around it so like early disclaimer so like something like that okay so anyway i'm sorry to interrupt you justin so you can continue
2: (laughs) no that's fine sir so hi thank you everyone so um my name is lucky justin kate and i'm gonna discuss the following so first things first i'm gonna discuss what is McDonaldization. How does it start? Then? What are those objectives? And what are the four defining keys? So when we say McDonaldization, it really comes into mind literal McDonald food chain. Because um, that word was developed by the sociologist George Ritzer in his 1993 book, The McDonaldization of Society. Because for Ritzer, McDonaldization is when the society adapts characteristics of a fast food restaurant. So maybe a lot of you were wondering why it is called magnolization. Because according to him, it comes with changes within the society, economy, and culture that have shifted societies to a new social or structure and order. So it would um. In addition to that, magnolization is a phenomenon that, of course, when a society, an institution, and or organization are adapted to have the same characteristics that are found in the fast food chains, as what I discussed a while ago. Um, so for this one, Macdonaldization, um, how does it start? Maybe a lot of you were wondering why, where did it start, and how does it start? Um, how does George Ritzer came up with this idea? So he introduced the concept of Macdonaldization with this, with this 1993 book, The Macdonaldization of Society. Since the time of concept has become central within the field of sociology, and special, especially within the sociology, sociology and globalization, it comes a phenomenon that occurs when a society, institution, and organization are adapted to have the same characteristics that are found in the fast food chains. Ritcher's theory of macronization is an update on classical soci- sociologist Max Weber's theory of how scientific rationality produces bureaucracy. So, which became the central organization force of modern societies through much of the 20th centuries. Because according to Weber, the modern bureaucracy was defined by the hierarchical rules, compartmentalized knowledge and rules that perceive a merit-based system of employment, advancement, and the legal rationality or authority of the rule of law. So, George Ritzer has taken central elements of the work of Max Weber. He basically expanded and updated them and produced a critical analysis of the impact of social structure, change and human interaction and identity. So the central theme of Weber's analysis on modern society was the process of rationalization. So it is a far-reaching process whereby the traditional modes of thinking were being replaced by an ends Means analysis are concerned with efficiency, formalized social control. So, um, in addition to that, Weber also archetypical manifestation of this process was the bureaucracy, a large, in which known as a large formal organization. So, Ritzer suggests that in the later part of the 20th century, the society should have a socially structured form of the fast food restaurant that has become the organization force by representing and extending the process of rationalization. So in order, to, in order to basically understand more on that, he have defined the four key aspects. First key aspect is the efficiency. When you say efficiency, it is a matter of business organizations that have developed to make ways that makes life more convenient for customers. And when you see the calculab- calculabilities Calculability is the second component in which it refers to the quantifiable objectives of fast food chains. So when we see about that to further explain, monthlyization developed the notion that quantity equals quality and that a large amount of product delivered to the customer is a short amount of time that is the same as high quality food product. So by this one, you mean you to say that this allows the people to quantify how much they're getting versus how much they're paying. So the third key aspect was control. It is the idea that no matter where a person goes, they will receive the same service and receive the same product every time they interact with McDonald's organization. And the last four key aspect was the predictability. So it is under control. Every employee becomes standardized. And replaced by non-human technologies. So it is a part of standardization, so cultural hybridization, of course, because Richard argues that as McDonald's enter a country, consumer patterns are unified and starting with the food chains, local cultures, local cultures and version. So we've already discussed how it started, what, it, what is McDonald's. So right now we're gonna discuss what are those objectives. So one of those objectives is that um, it is a look-new, innovative ways that create an experience that is exactly the same no matter what. So the second objective that we have is to assess the four key aspects on this book, but not only observing in production work and consumer experience, but also defining presence in areas as historical effects in social life. That's what we discussed a while ago. And the third one and the last one will be Focus on quantifiable objects rather than subjective ones and predictability of consumer experience. So that will be all for today and I'm going to um, pass this floor over to the next reporter.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Ms. Justin. So, so that we could understand more about macdonalization, we will go on to the some real life situation or examples of Um, Can you hear me now, Gail? Yes,
3: I can hear yeah. you loud and clear. Can you hear me, guys? Yes. All yes. All right. All right, then. Uh, so, hello. And what I'm about to discuss today is the examples of the McDonald's of So, we have here, uh, first, Henry Ford automobile assembly line. Assembly line for his automobiles His revolutionary idea dramatically changed how many automobiles could reproduce and it was very efficient. The second is medical care outpatient procedures. Uh, This care can include advanced medical technology and procedures, even when provided outside of hospitals. It is a surprising aspect of McDonaldization there have been more outpatient procedures conducted in recent years. Uh, So another example for this uh, medical care is that, um, like, for example, uh, checkups, uh, the um, refill of medication, uh, laboratory work, screening, so those are the examples. Furthermore, a study published by International Journal of Nursing Studies The results of their study concluded that patients preferred outpatient surgery and they placed it within wider societal contexts of efficiency and speed. Their time was a major issue for them. There were surgery, like other aspects of their lives, to be speedy process and emphasize predictability and control. This study throws new light on patients' experiences and offers an understanding of outpatient surgery against the Western culture, which emphasizes the importance of speed and efficiency. As what is said, it is a particular choice for patient, but at all times it can seem to be as a strange way of provide, providing care. Next, we have here the higher education increased in students. Higher education is another aspect of society. We live in an age of mass higher education in which many students attend college because they see college education as means to a more successful career, not necessarily because they love learning. Colleges and universities are are experiencing Growing pressure from the public and state legislators to control costs and maximize efficiency. These changes in the governmental and economic environment that has contributed to the increasing the management role of university administrators and lessening the independence of faculty, including the library faculty. Increased competition for students among many academic institutions institutions has resulted in a new emphasis on academia, on marketing quality of service and treating students as consumers or even customers. Next, we have here technology, the the advancement of software and hardware. Technology is another example regarding the importance of the internet, especially the way in which it's being marketed by service providers. It is a quick and easy way to instant gratification. It is also a quick and easy access to as many sites as possible and as much information as possible regardless of its value is precisely the triumph of quantity over quality. Next, we have here the social media, a shallow friendship. What does it mean? Social media is another form of McDonaldization. Why? In a way, there's a lot of different words for friendship. Strong and weak ties, social network and social capital, they do have a verb for it too. That's what they call friendship. That's something out that our new media technologies allows us to do today. It is a social technical practice that involves creating a profile on a social network. Working platform and then extinct extending an invitation to another profile to become your friend you create very shallow friendships between individuals since most of the time it is just a face value on whatever each person decides to share on social media so as what I've said you should not believe what you see on social medias last we have here um, The retail or the self checkout. So this is um, under efficiency. Why? So this is the another um, example of McDonaldization on a long list of things is retail. So I do have one example here. Um, An example is going to Walmart or let's say um, let's assume that SNR is um, self checked out, self checked out for ourselves instead of someone being um, an actual person checking us out. It's more efficient, and we don't have to have that awkward, that face-to-face awkwardness with someone there checking out our stuff. There's been grocery stores, and even there's, there's more hardware stores that will follow the trend to self-checkout, and it puts more work on the consumer instead of the employee's. Since there's usually just one employee for about eight to 10 self checkout lanes, they increase their efficiency and also they don't have to pay more people to do the checkouts for your consumers. So these are the six examples of the McDonaldization. Next, we have um, Ms. Coico to discuss the McDonaldization and its impact on the community and media
1: okay thank you so much gail it's such an informative topic and i am sure that it helps our listener to understand more about marginalization. so next we have me to discuss the um the impact of the com uh, the impact of the marginalization to the community and media so first in line we have internet So it was mentioned earlier that the way it is being marketed by service provider is easy as with no time. So right now, although um, some of the service provider here in the Philippines, such as PLDT and Globe, that's sponsored again, um, they are having this hard time or let's say lapses in providing a service to the people. But I am sure that um, their goal is to provide with no time or let's say no hassle. So we have instant gratification. So when you say instant gratification, um, people or everybody is desired to experience pleasure or fulfillment without delay or deferment. So basically um, it's when we want it, we must have it now. So it's just the part of the four principles of magnetization, which is the efficiency where um, um, everything will be um, easy and quick so for example with our internet is google so google um, we can search any information right away just just in our hand and just in one tap, we can have all the information that we want to have okay so since we are talking about global media. So I will um, focus more on social media. So in social media, with the, in adapting the magnetization, we can create a shallow friendship. So I am not familiar when you say sh- shallow friendship. But as I uh, discovered this one, shallow friendship is like you uh, doesn't have a, enough communication with your friends. Uh, you don't even uh give attention or yeah give attention to your friends so which is practiced today in the social technical practice that involves creating a profile on social media platform and then extending an invitation to another profile to become your friend. So personally, I have experienced this one because when I started using, I mean, when I started using Facebook when I was 15 years old, 10 years old, I guess, um, I created this account so that I can connect with my friends and as well as send them invite invitation to be one of my friend in my facebook account so let's tackle more on the four uh, principles with regards to social media so the first one is the efficiency so efficiency has been argued that social media have opened up exciting terrain for users creativity where everyone can be an author a follower a fan and a critic vis-a-vis anybody else and move between these rules fluently so it's um very efficient and it's so easy to become an author to become a follower of a fan when you are using social media so for example with that is Twitter. so twitter gives us the benefits of producing all words that the, that do not represent the most direct means to an end so twitter has been um let's say uh personally twitter has been like I will put all my emotions there. I can do. I can write whatever I want. So, technically, it's way easier to express what I feel using Twitter. Yeah, personally. So next is Facebook. Facebook can view, conveniently serves us with a bottom to register our likes, thus saving us the needed need to spend expand time and imagination on crafting and approving comments. So. Technically, Facebook has been very wild, I mean, w- wide already in the social media. It's uh, famous right now. So, yeah. The next is we have quantification and calculability, which basically or technically, it represents the social media. So, we desires the quantity of friends that we can gather as well as reactions of other people, like likes, hearts, subscribe, and etc chatara so sometimes we tend to follow what is hit and we create our own content so that people will look at your content or post so with regards to the quantity of friends okay i will just adopt this on my personal experience because when i when i started using facebook uh, my only goal that time is to reach the maximum um friends limit because as what I remember two thousand was the two thousand friends was the maximum of that. So I was eyeing for that one because I believe it's the trend. It's the hit for especially in Facebook. So sometimes we tend to follow what is hit, just like what I read earlier with hit, and we create our own content. Just like the YouTuber. So YouTuber Were
0: you we're able to get two thousand friends, for right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> two five, Wow, no, ah, that's a good achievement. Social media. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. About. Uh, what is heat and we create create our own content? Is that for example is the YouTube social media? So YouTube has a lot of trending, a lot of challenges. So every YouTuber must have this challenge because that is hit. So we're now social media has become a transform of real life, real economic capital. So basically, uh, a lot of people want to enter the YouTube community because it's become the um it's become the way of living of others so yeah next is control so when you say control social media already um tend to control us by providing our personal information before creating our profile so um as what i've experienced um facebook when i was yeah when i started using facebook um I was 13 years old that time, or 10 years old, I guess. Um, I am not allowed to create my account that before, before, but I faked it. So what happened is that I give my uh, personal information such as my name, my age, not my birthday, and um, all the contact numbers that I have. So it's basically we are control. They are controlling us. Next is predictable predictability our friends fall into the same categories where they are often presented in the same places or similar in fashion so um in here um we can uh we can give that example with regards to like in social media especially instagram so instagram has a lot of filters as a lot of um design design so uh, personally when i saw my friend using this uh, filter i immediately click it and try it in my own if i look good but i will not post it so it's just like um i get it's just like that everything is um similar in fashion yeah so next is the third one is the economic so econo- econo- economic economicmonopolization has resulted in improved profits and increased availability of various goods and services to much to more people worldwide so yeah um since people are like um seeking for instant and easy life so it also improves the businessman because in that way they can gain from the customers as well as the customers can gain the product that were um, like easy, like accessible to everybody. So it has also reduced the variety, variety of goods and available in the marketplace while rendering available products, uniform, generic, and bland. So from the world word, uniform, generic, and bland is that they are targeting to have this idea of homogenization. So in conclusion, it has a great impact in many aspects that can change our perspective perspectives, especially in in economics and the social media. Okay, next thing is we have um, How many people could adopt or how many people adopt this idea? So we are already now in the modern time where uh, social media and internet has been Our daily life already. So we tend to practice the McDonaldization because we seek for instance and we seek for a thing that will make our life easier. So every time we travel, we think that fast food chain is, uh, or let's say McDonald's is present in every place that we can visit. So personally, I um, experienced this one because when I have when I was given a chance to travel here in the Philippines, um, I always look forward to eat to fast food chains, just like McDonald's and Jalbi because I believe it's, Uh, more cheaper and it's more accessible to every places that I can visit so the same idea should be there wherever you go because that is what we think we are so in addition uh, most countries adopt this idea because people are looking forward to homogenization because this will also sort of improve our standard of living. so that's it for the two questions so our next in line, guys, is the advantages and disadvantages. And yes, I am sure that you are all interested to know its advantages and disadvantages of marginalization. So guys, help you welcome our next speaker, Ms. Rinko.
4: Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. I am Twinkle Abukai, and I will be discussing the advantages and disadvantages of McDonaldization. So first, let us start with the advantages of McDonaldization. So the first advantage is that the wider range of goods and services are available to a much larger portion of the population. There is a far greater availability of products than before, and their availability depends less on time and geographic location. It is far more convenient to get what people want since products are available mostly to all stores. People are able to get it easily, especially in this modern era where we can just order online via Shopee, Lazada, or even Amazon that will deliver the products to us door to door. So we just have to choose, click, and then the next few days, it's already in our doorsteps. So me, personally, I am always eyeing for sale, like 9, 9 ten ten, because I think it is more convenient to shop online rather than to go to the malls, especially that I am living in the province, so it is far. The city is far from us. So in that way, I can have new things. Next is economical. So for more economical alternatives to high price products, there are lots of customized goods and services that are widely available. So therefore people can afford things they could not previously afford. And third, the quality is more uniform. So pretty much everything that we get is similar since mass production is a very big thing now. The fourth one is equal opportunity. So people are more likely to be treated similarly no matter what their race, gender, or social class is. And the last one is the convenience in paying for products since we can just easily transfer money from our mobile phones by using money applications such as Gcash, Paypal, Paymaya, and etc. So, what are the disadvantages of McDonaldization? So, if we are talking about disadvantages, we can connect this to the irrationality of rationality. So, it is simply the label for many of the negative impacts of McDonaldization. When we say irrationality, it can be seen as the opposite of rationality. So, these irrationalities includes inefficiency, excessively high cost, false friendliness, disenchantment, health and environmental hazards, homogenization, and dehumanization. Irrationality also means that rational systems are disenchanted. And most importantly, rational systems are unreasonable systems that deny the humanity, the human reason of the people who work within them or are served by them. In other words, rational systems are dehumanizing. So first, let us discuss in efficiency. So contrary to the principle of McDonald- McDonaldization, the system often ends up being quite inefficient for customers. So for instance, in fast food restaurants, long lines of people often form at the counters or parades of cars, ideal in the drive through lanes. United States, the problem of inefficiency at drive throughs are greatest at McDonald's. Why? Because the goal of McDonald's is the 90-second wait in the drive through lane. However, it averaged 152.5 seconds in 2004 and 167.9 seconds in 2005. In fact, McDonald's only ranked 7th in 2009 in the average time waiting in drive throughs Furthermore, it is not just only about long waits. There are also many inaccuracies in its drive through orders. In 2005, McDonald's ranked last among 25 fast food chains in terms of accuracy. So this situation shows the reality that with continued emphasis on speed, the accuracy suffers. Additionally, in Hong Kong, a restaurant serves about 600,000 people a year. So to handle the long lines, 50 or more employees move along the lines, taking orders with handheld computers or their tablets. So the orders are transmitted wirelessly to the kitchen. So we can experience this one in Jollibee, especially in Jollibee uh, Metro Colon. Yeah, I've experienced this one. But while uh, this thing should speed things up, the initial experience was that the wait was slow and frustrating. And similarly, Uh, We have this idea that uh, preparing a meal at home might be more efficient than packing the family in the car, driving to McDonald's, loading up on food, and driving home back again. So meals cooked at home from scratch might not be more efficient, but certainly microwave meals are. Yet many people persist in the belief, fueled by propaganda from the fast food restaurants, that eating there is more efficient than eating at home second is the high cost so mcdonaldization does not ordinarily save consumers money for example some years ago a small soda was shown to cost one franchise owner 11 cents but it was sold for 85 cents and this price is laughable today since uh, everything is pretty expensive and also a fast food meal for a family of four might easily cost 30 dollars in us so such amount would go far further if spent on ingredients for a home cooked meal for example a meal of four or even six people including a roast chicken vegetables salad and milk that would cost about half that amount or 15 dollars third is the false friendliness so this is where the workers have the tendency to turn emotions into a kind of labor so as labor the expression of emotions tends to become less genuine worth false emotions come to be offered in order to expedite interactions or increase profits for example the rule number 17 of burger king workers is to smile at all times so this phenomenon has been generalized to the many workers who say have a nice day as customers depart in fact they usually have no real interest in or concern for how the rest of a customer's day goes instead it is a polite way that they are really saying move on so someone else can be served The fourth one is that disenchantment so one of max weber's most general thesis is that as a result of rationalization the western world has grown increasingly disenchanted the magical elements of thought that characterize less rationalized societies are disappearing thus instead of a world dominated by enchantment magic and mystery we have one in which everything seems clear got dried logical, and routine. Enchantment has far more to do with quality than with quantity. An emphasis on producing and participating in a large number of experiences tends to diminish the magical quality of each of them. The process of rationalization leads, by definition, to the loss of quality that was one time important to the people. So although we have gained much in McDonaldization of the society, we have lost something great, which is value. The fifth one is health and environmental hazards. So McDonaldization threaten the health and perhaps the lives of the people. One example is the danger posed by the content of most fast food, a great deal of fat, cholesterol, salt, and sugar. Such meals are the last things Americans need suffering as many of them do from obesity high cholesterol levels high blood pressure and perhaps diabetes so the negative impact of fast food on health is not just restricted to the united states the growth of the fast food restaurants as well as the emphasis on ever larger portions is helping to lead to escalating health problems in various parts of the world including the east asia and vietnam in particular so a comparative study of 380 regions in ontario canada showed that regions with more fast food services were likely to have higher rates of acute coronary syndrome and higher mortality rate of coronary disease Sixth is the homogenization. So, anywhere you go in the United States and increasingly throughout the world, you're likely to find the same products offered in the same way. The expansion of franchising across the United States means that people find little difference between regions and cities. Exotic settings are increasingly likely sites for American fast food chains. In the process, The human craving for new and diverse experiences is being limited, if not progressively destroyed. It is being supplanted by the desire of uniformity and predictability. And the last one is the dehumanization. So workers and consumers are dehumanized by scripts and other efforts to make interactions uniform. Uniformity is incompatible when human interactions are involved human interactions that are mass produced may strike consumers as dehumanizing if the routinization or manipulative if it is not so in other words dehumanization of course when prefabricated interactions take the place of authentic human relationships
1: okay so that's it yeah so thank you so much uh dear beautiful speakers for sharing your knowledge and with regards to this interesting topic so let me call on on our dearest professor to take the floor
0: sir Arsi. all right so i'm <clears throat> oh, sorry so thank you everyone so this has been a very interesting and in-depth discussion of the McDonaldization thesis, Like right? I've also learned very interesting points, no? particularly on the, the examples and the situations where McDonaldization is present. Like I am more, I am more personally attuned in in uh, around 90s and early 2000s of McDonaldization. I was really not aware that there are still forms of McDonaldization present in the 21st century. So, I have also prepared a few questions for you. Anyone can answer it. So, mainly, uh, these are the things that I have rationalized personally, or, or made recollections or reflections between with regards to the study. So, yeah, and uh, since I've mentioned earlier that anyone can answer, so feel free to, to press turn on your mic if you're interested in answering this question. So. My first one is talking about uh, McDonaldization as a, a new form of uh, cultural imperialism. So we are all of us here right now are Filipinos, and we are we are we are part of uh, of a different culture that is non-Westernized. When we talk about uh, McDonaldization, it's mainly talking about the concepts of westernization or Western capitalism being imported or being applied in our in our local setting like for example how McDonald fast food chains try to to stay relevant and present in our market so in your personal day-to-day experience do you think or do you feel any any change although one of the challenges especially in in our current generation or particularly in your generation is our experience in in being 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 merged uh, being attached towards the the outcomes of uh mcdonaldization because it's a phenomenon that has been happening right now even especially particularly in the, in the post-war era so in other words we are we are pretty much uh, attuned to to the effects of uh, westernization well a, a good contrast would be in terms of asking generations we have we would have different answers right when we compare it to our grandparents our parents and us so anyway going back so you particularly my question particularly is you ask this current generation the Gen Zs the, the Gen Zs uh, do you feel any any? Impact or influence regarding uh, McDonaldization or cultural homogenization that 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 makes a significant uh, change in your life, or would you feel a big difference if uh, McDonaldization or American Westernization would cease to exist in our country? Okay,
1: so um personally sir with your question i think it has a great impact with especially with the gen z uh me and my classmates because um the western idea has been part already of our daily life and i think um it impacts us because um we what do you call this one uh because we live on it already because um we are live uh, we are born in um in uh literally in com- computer time or like the the time of you where know, the uh, internet were already here in the country so it impacts our culture but as years go by we are starting to live with it because um it has been part of our life as we uh, as we grow older and especially right now that the idea of the western uh, westernization has been um, part already of our daily life and I think it also greatly helped us uh, just for me uh, because I can adopt different ideas but yeah I think we will just not really forget what really our culture is, and just take on who we are as a Filipino. I think, yeah.
0: Yeah, I believe the 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 word or term we're looking for is digital natives. Like, uh, since we've been growing up, we've been exposed with these technologies, making us natives themselves. Yeah, I think a twinkle abukai has an answer too.
4: Ah uh, yes, sir. Um, for me personally speaking, I. Agree with Maricel that McDonald- McDonaldization has a big Impact in our lives Especially our generation So for example Like in terms of entertainment We the Gen Z uh, We always watch uh, Movies from like Netflix and then It's uh, like we are more into Hollywood Movies especially those uh, Trending series like I am not sure about what uh series because i don't watch that one but i'm sure like my group mates can relate and also we also listen to like um bands from america so me especially uh when laney came into the philippines like me and my family family members we um bought a ticket is we bought a ticket through a uh, mobile app, so it is more easier for us, and also we are more into like we are attracted to the other cultures. That's it, sir?
0: Yeah, I believe that's pretty much uh, relevant in our in the millennials and the Gen Zs, right? So because we have been exposed to another another type of setting since the day we were born, unlike unlike the the boomers and the the older and the, and the Gen X where they were sort of in the transition period towards uh, industrialization in the country where they get to see the difference between the past. And this is very interesting. We might say that uh, uh, we might feel inferior in terms of that, like, oh, they had they had the experience a better one or a, a, a more authentic, quote, unquote, culture. But uh, in terms of us seemingly being entangled with McDonaldization, this is also my second question, right? So seeing, uh, being entangled by uh, Westernization and mcdonaldization uh, do you feel somewhat, uh, uh, what do you feel, yeah, uh, do you feel, uh, do you feel that this sort of phenomenon or this culture or this sort of homogenization of culture is, is important or do you agree or do you enjoy this uh, trend? Or do you think this is something negative that really uh, is, is uh, how we, uh, uh, culture weakening or nationality weakening? Or is it something that uh, is something mysterious that could possibly create a different outcome in the future? That we still don't know yet. So what are your feelings towards this?
2: So for this one, sir, when you say what are those feelings of the McDonaldization? Basically, there are positive and negative feelings about that. But yes. what I'm trying to explain is that McDonaldization affects us positively because um basically it affects every aspect of our lives. We as a consumers, people, we us can make choices about where to spend our money and also um. As you got, as what you can see right now, when we say a very relative, um informative somehow discussion about this, we've been greatly affected by how McDonald's affects. Today, when we go to some shopping malls, we walk around and we were able to see different American brands of shirts, different um different um international brands, shoes and other items. somehow made of other country so we so as we will tend to think that this item is good and because knowing that it is international brand so the prediction for this one is um we filipinos tend to somehow really admire the other how localization development. I think Justin's internet connection. We tend, to, not, just, okay, well. yeah, we tend not, not just to adopt in our culture, but we also tend to enjoy what are those and what are those um, developments of countries.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Although like you were at the end part, you were cutting off, Justin. But basically, uh, we were surrounded with uh, very very many many outcomes from very various countries and it's 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 more diverse in in, in the sort of setting and it's it's actually pretty ironic since it also uh, ruins sort of diversity in the local setting where it somehow limits our choices. But I think this will be my last question because we'll be extending for a longer longer time. So I want to talk about it primarily on the culture after homogenization like uh, once do you agree with the thesis of George Witzer once uh, a homogenization will be embedded in the system which is actually present right now it's how how markets uh, MNC's, McDonald's and fast food chains are all around the world and have had created certain uh, roots into the, in the into the social system of people where they have impact the, the world economically, socially, politically and even culturally so my question is do you think that there will be another type of culture after McDonaldization or would you consider this as the ultimate phase of uh, co- homogenization wherein uh, this is it this is the, the peak, uh, peak embodiment or the peak amalgamation of uh, McDonald's homogenization or western homogenization do you think in contrary so yeah that will be my last question so before I let you go
3: okay so I uh, it's been sir so I think that I just I just think that there's no more um, another McDonaldization since this McDonald's takes uh, it but who after um, let's say 20 years there's another of uh, another set of aspects of mcdonaldization or another term of mcdonaldization but I do think that today uh, I don't think that there's
0: another mcdonaldization all right so uh, thank you for that answer Gail so yeah, it's also a very interesting premise Though, what would happen after after whether or not the modernization will be, or like basically what will happen if the capitalist system that is introduced by the West, mainly in the developing countries, would, would somehow fail to function anymore? What would it mean towards other countries in terms of culture, in terms of politics, in terms of the economy especially? So what would a world without or an abrupt or slowly decreasing influence of mcdonaldization would look like. So uh, there are a lot of discussions regarding that thesis, but anyway, that, that's not our topic to discuss. And yeah, so thank you everyone for sharing with me your time and your research and your expertise regarding the topic. This has been very insightful and you have talked about uh, events that were present with The McDonaldization theories and you also add criticisms and you also have presented a well-structured research regarding the topic so also for the listeners thank you for staying up until this period and thank you for listening with our guests and if you have uh if you would stay tuned for next week we will be talking about the next portion or the more of the counter opposite with this thesis which is more on the uh heterogenization as Presented by the different or the alternative forms of, of or uh, the other waves of of media from various countries. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing with me your time, everyone. So I hope you have a great day there. So I hope you stay safe. I hope you stay indoors because the COVID indeed is still a thing. Unfortunately, it's already almost December and still we are facing the the. the greater problems for almost a year already so this has been your host Lenef and these are my presenters my students for my ISLX class so thank you everyone and I hope you stay safe and stay indoors